This podcast is sponsored by Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management, award-winning wealth managers who go above and beyond to support and guide you. Visit candowealth.com to start building your wealth with confidence. Hello and welcome to Coffee House Shots, the Spectator's daily and sometimes twice daily politics podcast. I'm Max Jeffrey, and I'm joined by Katie Bulls and James Forsyth. Tom Tugendhat has been knocked out of the Conservative leadership contest. Katie, can you talk us through tonight's results? Yes, so in the third ballot, as you say, Tom Tugendhat was knocked out. I don't think that's a great surprise. I think that if you look at the fact he came last in the second ballot, this was expected. I think Tom Tugendhat ultimately wanted to get to the TV debates. He achieved that. He did pretty well when it came to the polling of the general public. So in Friday's, the first debate, the Channel 4 debate, he actually came out on top. And then he came second in the general public polling when it came to um, the second ITV debate. Now, in a way, Tom Tegenhardt's whole pitch was effectively, I haven't been in government, I can criticise all these decisions and I can criticise Boris Johnson the most of any candidate. So while I think it won him some public plaudits in terms of the mix of voters sitting at home, many of whom will not like Boris Johnson, I don't think it did actually that much to endear himself to Tory MPs. And there was definitely a sense that he, you know, uh, by almost dismissing collective responsibility or, uh, you know, being quite critical of the decisions ministers have taken, I think it actually turned some off and he actually, he lost a vote when you, when you look at his results compared to the second ballot. Now, when you're looking at what else is there, because I think that was fairly priced in, so I think probably the more intriguing elements of this vote are the other candidates. So Rishi Sunak is the biggest winner from this. He received 115 votes. That means he is up 14 votes um, since the last ballot. Now, given Suella Braverman was knocked out on the last ballot, I think it's quite hard to imagine that 14 of her backers have all gone to Rishi Sunak in the sense that she was saying go to Liz Truss and lots of them are thinking I might go to Kemi Badenoch. So it does suggest perhaps some from other campaigns have moved, you know, behind a way that we can't quite track. Um, But I think it just seems a little bit improbable. It's a straight transfer. Now, when you're looking, I think, at the other figures, so Rishi Sunak is now five away from 120, which is what you would need to make it to the final round um, to go to the final two. And the battle is really, I think, barring a big upset, who joins him in the final two? You would expect him to make the progress and reach that figure. Now, where it's interesting is Penny Mordet is still in second place, but she actually dropped a vote between this round and the last round. Whereas... Liz Truss is slowly but surely catching up with her. So she is on 71. She was on 64 in the past round. So she has managed to gain seven supporters. Now, Kemi Badenoch is behind Liz Truss. So Liz Truss is leading when it comes to who's going to unite the right. Kemi Badenoch is on 58. But Kemi Badenoch has managed to win nine supporters. Now, this is interesting because what Liz Truss's camp wanted to be able to say tonight is Liz Truss is a clear candidate to rival Penny for a place in the final two. And I think they can say that she is the closest to catching up with Penny Mordaunt. There, She is 11 votes behind. But the fact that Kemi Badenoch won more votes um, between the first round and the second round is also a bit of a problem for Liz Truss because Suella Braveman was telling all her backers, go to Liz Truss, not Kemi Badenoch. And many of them have decided to do their own thing. Now, as we said before in this podcast, MPs never 
completely follow the person they were backing the first time round. They're independent figures. They will have their own reasons. But it does suggest that this trust is slowly but surely going ahead, but it's quite an uphill climb that she is on. James, we now have Penny Morden on 82 votes, Liz Truss on 71, and Kemi Badenoch on 58. How do you see this battle for second place, if you will, shaping up? So, I, I think the problem for Liz Truss, as, as Katie said, is I think her supporters in Parliament were quite optimistic this afternoon that they could get within kind of single digits of Penny Morden, that they would get around two-thirds of the Suella Braverman vote, and that would enable them to really say, look, we're closing the gap, it's time to get on board and back us. And they haven't managed to achieve that yet. And I think it's certain that Kemi Badenoch will now proceed to tomorrow. She's gone up by nine votes, and when candidates are going forward, they don't pull out in these races. And now I think this interesting question is that Kemi Badenoch might be able to pick up some Tom Tugendhat supporters. And it's perhaps more likely to do so than Liz Truss on the basis that Kemi Badenoch can say that she, yes, she's been a minister, but she hasn't been in cabinet. So to those people who, were, who felt that a, a kind of clean start, um, to use the Tugendhat phrase, was the most important thing, she can say that, that, that she offers that. So she maybe has a chance of picking up some of those votes. The Penny Morden camp also think they can pick up some Tugendhat votes. They were very, um, they thought they might get some today. I think they, I think they, I think that some of those close to Penny Morden thought that what would happen today is Liz Truss would put on a bit more, but they would also get a bit of a boost because they would manage to predate on Tom Tugendhat supporters because it was kind of, it's been clear for most of the day that Tom Tugendhat was going out. You know, he essentially said when he addressed the 1922, there was a kind of slightly valedictory feel to it. So we wait to see how that support breaks down. I think Richie Sunak will also be optimistic of picking up some of Tom Tugendhat's supporters. And so I think tomorrow's vote will be key in that Kemi Badenoch right now has, has a long way to go to catch up with Liz Truss and avoid getting knocked out tomorrow. But I think it will be, it's going to be a long haul for Liz Truss. And she still then would have to get past Penny Morden after that. And so uh, this is not a straightforward exercise for her now. Katie, what do you think Rishi Sunak's camp are going to make of the results? They're very close, as you said, to 120. But also, it looks like he's going to make it to the final two, but it's not entirely clear who he's going to be facing in that final contest. Um, there's been talk of, I know, in previous contests about lending votes and things like that. Is that something they can begin to think about? I still don't think Rishi Sunak is at the number where there's really much in terms of lending votes, even though people get very excited about, for example, the fact Gavin Williamson's on his campaign. So therefore, everyone says dark arts. They must be, you know, manipulating and so forth. I mean, I think, to be honest, the fact that we're in the third round and no candidate has got 120 votes yet is interesting in of itself. And it suggests that while Rishi Sunak is a front runner and the front runner in this contest, there isn't this overwhelming surge of enthusiasm towards any candidate. And I think it just shows the fact that MPs effectively, a mass of MPs, decided they had had enough of Boris Johnson. But it just, but that was before they decided what they wanted to replace Boris Johnson with. And I think we just see that in this contest. Um, I think in terms of what Rishi Sunak's team wants to do next, you can imagine that all the candidates are now being on the phone to Tom Tugendhat supporters, looking at their spreadsheets and getting in touch to effectively try and win some of those backers. He has a decent number of MPs, so there is a chance that by tomorrow Rishi Sunak could hit 120. He then needs to sustain it all the way through to the um, the final ballot to, to reach the final two in the membership. 
So I think that will be happening. I think in terms of who Team Sunak would like or would not like to face, I think the narrative today has increasingly been that Liz Truss and Rishi Sunak are looking likely to be a final two. Today's ballot, though, just shows that it is still wide open. You wouldn't want to bet great money on really any outcome right now. But I thought it was interesting if you look at the 1922 hustings today where Liz Truss was going big on her economic pitch, effectively saying she has experienced day one to have a, a Tory economic plan and also the best place person to go against Rishi Sunak. Rishi Sunak has been talking about the economy a lot in this contest, but today, speaking to MPs, he pivoted and he talked a lot more about electability, effectively trying to convince MPs that he is their best chance of winning an election, winning a fifth term, and saying that in order to win that fifth term, he had a five-point plan, remember those, and going through the things that he would do in terms of revamping Conservative campaign headquarters, bringing more money, targeting, uh, you know, the changing demographics and lots of Tory seats, including um, Asian voters. So that was his pitch. And I think it shows you the second gear of the Rishi Sunak campaign is going to be trying to move to a more uplifting message, I think, than just sounding as though you, you're not going to cut taxes in the way that your rivals are. James, Penny Morden has lost a vote. Is that a sign of how badly perhaps she did in the TV debates or is there something else going on here? I mean, she had a difficult weekend because her account on gender self-ID kind of varies from that of other people. And there does seem to be a bit of confusion about where she stood. And I think to a Tory party that after the last few months is kind of ultra sensitive to whether accounts stack up or not, you know, it, it did ring a bit of an alarm bell. I mean, the odd thing for Penny Morden about this result is that if you had said to her this morning, this evening you will be 11 votes ahead of Liz Truss, I think she would have taken that. That would have been regarded as a good result. The strange thing is that she, because Liz Truss didn't put on as many votes as as expected, Penny Morden has a slight risk that she now looks like she's lost a bit of momentum. With that Sky News debate, um, which was meant to be happening tomorrow night, being cancelled, it's harder to see where her game-changer moment comes from. She obviously will be hoping for a big boost from Tom Tugendhat's endorsement, but then, you know, Amri Trevelyan, who's, who's been a very key figure in Tom Tugendhat's campaign, went on the radio this morning and, and had a proper pop at Penny Morden, saying that, you know, she hadn't done some of the work she should have done in government and left things up to other ministers. So we wait to see what happens there. But I think it is quite clear that in this, for this stage in the contest, there are really not that many votes separating second, third and fourth at the moment. And we've got another vote tomorrow. So there is very little time for any negotiations, any horse trading to take place. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, James. And thank you for listening.